It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. California Wine Country, brought to you, of course, by Bottle Barn. Dan Berger here, as always, and our guest today is Carrie Damsky, the winemaker at Williamson Wines. Carrie, welcome. And earlier, uh, we were debating whether Carrie was a man or a woman, and then I realized that you've been in before, we've met. And Dude, I should... I'm definitely a woman. <laughs> well, you've got a gender-neutral name, and often we don't know until people show up. So I saw you through the window, and it's like... He's a guy. <laughs> it's been a You're long a time study. since we've seen each other, and yeah, I've just right. forgotten whether it was a yeah, man right. or We a all woman. look pretty good, don't we? Uh, considering. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll get more into Carrie's uh, history and Williamson Wines. We begin with uh, Dan Berger and his weekly cellar wine. This is interesting, man. <laughs> I- explain this one. Well, this is a, a wine called Turcos, T-E-R-C-O-S. It's a Argentine brand that's being and imported. And that's the name of the grape. That's no, Well, no, the, that's the name of the brand. And the oh. name of the grape is Torrantes, or, or as they say, Torrantes. And it's a, it's an interesting grape. It comes out of uh, Argentina, cooler regions in Argentina. And this is imported by a wine company in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area by the name of... Uh, uh, vineyard uh, Im- uh, Global Vineyard Importers. It's uh, Larry Chalicom, an old, old friend of mine. And this is a really delicious white wine. It's, it's very a, good. A and light. you said it was 2016? It's a 2016, and, and normally these things aren't supposed to be aged. I lost this bottle and found it today. <laughs> and But w- when I found it, I thought, well, you know, this could be really interesting, and it's delicious. I was really shocked. It is very good. It's a is... tad sweet for me, but yeah. I can deal with it because the there's rest really of it... not very much sugar, no, hardly at all. I, know, I think I the thing, the secret to this wine, is the fact that it's it's really floral when it comes out on the market, and now it's still got some floral. So it's got a little bit of that tropical fruit. Yeah. But what's really fascinating is it's drier than it used to be, mm. and I don't think there's much sugar here to begin with. So, Dan, Carrie, what's the origin of where it originally comes from? I have is no Spanish? idea. Yeah, uh, I the winery it's... is located at the foot of the Andes in the heart of Maipú, Mendoza, in one of the most traditional wine-producing <clears throat> regions of Argentina. It's it's higher altitude. It's uh, It's got to be about 2,000 feet altitude where this stuff grows. Mm-hmm. In. in fact, I visited the vineyard across from the road from this, and all I could see was snow-capped mountains. And it was the middle of their summer. <laughs> so they still have snow on the mountains in their middle of summer. Carrie, well, your thoughts on this wine tasting it? I love the intensity of the spice. You know, there's some age on it, but I don't think it's, you know, it hasn't negative at all. No, it hasn't. Um, the, the floral is different than just that sort of, you know, Riesling, Viognier floral that we're accustomed to. The aromatic nose of this varietal is reminiscent of roses, citrus, and melons. I got the melons out of this. Yeah, Mm. fascinating. I would not normally age this, but I lost this bottle, and I'm going to have to call Larry Chalicom on the phone and tell him, this stuff ages beautifully. (laughs) It's really nice stuff. And this is from Ricardo Santos. Now, when this wine was made, Ricardo Santos was alive. He passed away about two or three years ago. And I had dinner with him in Argentina some years ago, and boy, he was a pistol. He he was a very demanding guy. He was in his late 80s at the time I met with him, 
<clears throat> he was fascinating and very demanding of his people. He said, you make it my way or you don't make the wine. <laughs> and this Where is not we... a pricey bottle. No, it's like 10 bucks or 11 or 12 bucks. Where can we buy this? Is, uh, is it it's available. It's available. It, it's a, a, a global vineyard. Uh, it, it distributes all over the United States. And they're out of Berkeley. And they're out of Berkeley. But this this uh, this wine is normally available more in Northern California than anywhere else. No, I'm sure it's at Bottle Barn. Yeah. Nice wine. All yeah. right. Uh, Kerry Damsky, winemaker at Williamson Wines. Let's begin with the winery. Uh, it uh, was founded in, I guess, 1980. They were great, great, oh no, I'm sorry, the great-grandchildren of immigrants transported to Australia in 1788. Were they criminals? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go down that road. <laughs> Don and Bill Williamson um, uh, are wonderful friends, and I've been their winemaker since 2006. Um, and... Bill, uh, Don came from the hospitality business um, uh, with airlines, um, and which she continues wonderfully. And then Bill uh, was in IT and, and worked, I think, for, uh, for a couple of uh, large uh, computer firms. Um, so they have the combination of two things that w- which are very important. There's the ability to, to sell wine actively and 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 uh and love wine they're 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 australian they're both australian um and so have that incredible love of life um and founded a, their their brand um again way back when uh, they um their their vineyards their home vineyard <clears throat> ranch is in dry creek um, yet we source our grapes all over North Coast. Now, they came here on a business trip from Australia in 1980 and found California wine country. And uh, they say, we found these valley, uh, valleys of Northern California and we stayed. When was the first vintage from Williamson? It would be before uh, the, uh, before myself, uh, early 2000s. Okay. Um, again, uh my first finish was 2006. Um, I'm going to guess, you know, uh, two or three years before that. Okay. And uh, give us your story as a winemaker. How did it all begin? <laughs> well, Kerry Damsky grew up in... Uh, you were Bur- a criminal, too, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> Kerry Damsky, we're going to... Notice we're you didn't move, deny that. <laughs> we're going to move right on. Kerry Damsky did grow up in Berkeley um, and Los Altos. Um, went to UC Davis, <clears throat> did undergraduate and, and some graduate work there. Um, fell in love with wine at an early age. Uh, instead of going to Cal and becoming an uh, anthropologist, um, uh, d- worked uh, from the mid-'70s in doing research in, in Lodi with with very large and 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 uh, fun projects, um, and then after overseeing a huge winery at I guess I was twenty five years old um, in 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 Lodi uh, moved. I decided my wife and I had just gotten married and and we weren't quite ready to move to the Napa Valley to l- live two doors down from my folks. So we went south to San Diego County. <laughs> and I was lucky enough to uh, befriend a wonderful man who's sitting to my right, Dan Berger. 
um, who wrote about wine, and I was the winemaker at age, I guess, 27 for a new area uh, in San Diego County outside uh, – it's in San Pasquale Valley. <clears throat> and, uh, and I remember taking my wife down there. We had just been married for less than a year. And Daisy said, Carrie, it looks like the moon down here. <laughs> and it did but we made wonderful wines uh, I was there for six years and, and Dan and I became uh, great friends to which we are to this day and then uh, moved back to Sonoma County I've been here since 1986 in various roles as a winemaker and I've been a consultant for the last 20 Kerry years Carrie made a lot of red wine from a grape called Gamay which most people don't know much about but boy Carrie's Gamay's were delicious and mm-hmm. I, I I really miss that wine in a certain way. Can I tell you something? I'm making Gamay again. Oh, good. Drew, <laughs> my wonderful uh, number one son. I only have one son. <laughs> Drew and I, and Drew's a winemaker. Drew Damsky, by the way. You can mark that down. Uh, Drew and I made uh, Santa Lucia Highlands Gamay. I am ready for it. It is amazing. <laughs> we tasted it yesterday, and it might be the my, my favorite wine of last minute. It's California wine country. Dan Berger, of course. Our guest today, Kerry Damsky, winemaker at Williamson Wines. It's williamsonwines.com. And the only place you're going to be able to taste these uh, wonderful wines is at williamsonwines.com or the two uh, tasting rooms that you have in Healdsburg. We have we have a public uh, tate well, of course both open to the public uh, just up from the plaza. Um, we have a tasting room which everyone is welcome to and they're open every day. And then we have another tasting room for um, our uh, reserve wines and uh, that's uh, uh, reserved for our uh, again uh, uh, you you pay wine for a flight um, and special events, um, but the, the, all the reserve wines are, are served there. Nice. All right, in Healdsburg, Matheson Street, right? They're both close to exactly. each other. Okay. Dan, your thoughts on this uh, red? And first, Carrie, tell us what you poured. Yeah, the first here. wine, Carrie. What is it? First wine is the 2021 uh, uh, Pinot Noir. Each one of the Williamson wines, and Bill and Donna are. are are quite clever in this way. Uh, they've named wines. Uh, so this is our passion, Pinot Noirs, um, and it's uh, the the, the uh, Pinot Noirs uh, comes predominantly from Vine Hill area, uh, which is a wonderful uh, part of the Russian River Valley, up uh, up on top of a hill. Uh, the the uh, Pinot has a lovely typicity of. Of, of of rose petal typicity typicity spell that nice first one? that's a geek, a geek T-Y-P-I-C-I-T-Y. alert typ i i can't remember the last time i've heard that typicity um, typicalness yeah. yeah that's right typicity. Typ- typicalness tonight at yeah. hot monk in sebastopol yeah. yeah okay i used to play yeah. the typicity yeah i had one on my shoulder the doctor had to remove it Steve, you got typicity. Yeah, I got more than that now. Or, hun, are we going for typicity? <laughs> okay, we're going. Yes, right. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> it's a 20, it's 2021 vintage, which means it's very young, um, but uh, just beginning to start its life because it does, it's a little bit backward. But uh, flavors are gorgeous. It's got that real uh, r- ripe cherry component. 
Um, really delicious, easy to drink. Um, probably best in a couple of more years. Lay it down, Dan. Is that what you're I saying? Was, well, that's what I do. <laughs> Dan, lay it down, burger. That's, that's why I call him that. Hey, this is a pretty nice wine, and uh, th- that area that you're talking about is just a little bit east of uh, Highway 116. It's a cool region. It's not as cold as it gets a little further south. Uh, what do you have any problems with the uh, harvest in 21 with this with this fruit? No, 21 was a perfect vintage. Um, uh, again, we had no fires. You know, it's a drought year, teeny little crop. Um, <clears throat> but again, that you know, I was going to say, Dan, that's sort of Pinot Noir heaven up there. Dellinger's right there. Mary Edwards is right down the road. Emeritus. So that's, you know, I mean, there are many great places in the restaurant River Valley for Pinot Noir. Uh, Vine Hill Road is probably right at the top. Yeah. Gorgeous stuff. It is WilliamsonWines.com. Carrie Damsky is here, winemaker. Are you guys, what, you do spark, some sparkling wines as well? We do sparkling wines. Uh, we uh, do a very fun wine that Bill, Don, and I <clears throat> put together, and hence their uh, pedigree from Australia. We do a sparkling Malbec and a sparkling Shiraz. Those are really difficult wines to make, sparkling reds, because there's tannin in red wines, and tannins do not play well in sparkling wine unless you know what you're doing. So, obviously, you had to do all kinds of little tricks to make that wine interesting. Well, so this, this, they are fun wines, and, and you, know, they're, they, you know, you certainly don't want to uh, look at a, a sparkling uh, Malbec or Shiraz as we make them, and they do in Australia. I'm taking the Australian uh, model here, um, and compare it to champagne. They're more cocktail wines. So I um, age, I pick the grapes at regular maturity versus at 19, which would be low alcohol. Um, barrel age it for 18 months in French oak barrel. Um, and then we bring the alcohol down. And, and and it ferments in tirage. That's the process of, of secondary fermentation in the bottle. Um, and then we sweeten it with, it with the dosage. So the final wine deals with the tannins in that. It, 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 it has maybe 3% to uh, 4% sugar in it. So, it's again, it's a cocktail wine. But um, it also has tannin and oak. And this luscious vibrance of of a red wine, and they're fun. They're they're fun wines, where you know a champagne is would be a much more serious wine. Yeah, I, I had uh, supposedly the most famous one is called Basket Press. Uh-huh. It comes from uh, Rockford right. in, in Australia, and I was lucky enough to try a ten year old example of that when I was down there some years ago, and that is. Sparkling red is like no other wine you've ever smelled or tasted. Indeed. <laughs> Have we tasted some in here? No, it's hard to get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next They're time very in, we'll bring you them. need to come to Williams Dan Burger. Yeah. Well, I don't have any because it's well, like Rockford. Let me let me tell you a story. I went. This is a very short story. I went to a, a wine shop in Adelaide and asked if I could get a bottle of the Basket Press from Rockford, the sparkling Shiraz, and they all laughed. <laughs> well, they're expensive, they, and not, and you don't ever see it. Yeah, they're really expensive, yeah. and they're sold out. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> so, and, 
I'd love to. I'd love to try yours. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Dan, talk more about uh, Williamson wines and well, your history. Well, this is, Dry Creek Valley is a really uh, wonderful area for making both white and red because it's cool enough to to grow both uh, the whites and the reds. And if you are really careful, your acids are good, and then your extraction levels are good enough. But the cooler uh, area gives you the opportunity to have a slightly lower pH, which gives you a little bit better structure, and the, and the wines really have great uh, balance to go with food. And this is a, this is a really beautiful Pinot Noir. Harry, I'm thoroughly enjoying it myself over here. Red wine, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> what year is this? Twenty-one. This is, this is it, uh, twenty-one. That's right, so twenty-one. Is, yeah. Uh, 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 a baby. Um, yet it has, I think, everything that uh, you know. I think the winemakers, you know, our goal, and I think uh, again at Williamson is to to make wines that, of course, are luscious, beautiful, drinkable. Here's a very young. Pinot Noir, but you know that also you can you they they come from you know v- well known pedigreed areas and they and they have the ability to age also. And of course, you make a rosé because everyone has to by law apparently these days. <laughs> we do make rosé, <laughs> but um, I uh, I would say when you come to the Williamson tasting room, and you know I I uh, applaud everyone and. And suggest that you do so uh, sooner rather than later. Um, we're, you're going to be mostly looking at red wines. Um, we make lovely Chardonnay. We make a dry Riesling. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, we do a Gewurztraminer, and all of these wines. You know, I don't. I don't make anything in tank. Everything has the touch of a barrel. So our Riesling is barrel fermented in neutral French barrels. Our Gewürztraminer is native yeast. Um, so all the wines are quite interesting and delicious. Well, what we've tasted so far is delicious. It's WilliamsonWines.com. California wine country with Dan Berger. Brought to you by Bottle Barn. Our guest today, Carrie Damsky, winemaker at Williamson Wines. It's WilliamsonWines.com, and the only place you're going to be able to taste these fine products is at that website or in uh, Healdsburg. Well, you can't actually taste at the website. You can order from the website. Oh, really? But you have to go to the tasting room. I just poured room. half a glass of wine. <laughs> on the screen? On the screen, Not here. <laughs> it came right off the computer. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like it's, off it, a duck's back. You got to do it uh, <laughs> at. Uh, you got to be a wine club member or go to the tasting rooms. They have two of them on Matheson in uh, Healdsburg. And uh, one of the things you can do there's a wine and cheese pairing, a seated tasting through a flight of five wines paired perfectly with cheese and food bites. Now that sounds like a good thing to do. And tastings begin every 90 minutes from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. That's a trip, man. Yeah, it, going to the ta- going to the uh, Williamson tasting room is a trip, and uh, they've covered again uh, the uh, the the food the tasting uh, development of, of food and wine. Um, Don has Don and Bill both have this incredible cheese club, which they source cheese from all over the world. In fact, my wife, Daisy, and I are, are members of, of their cheese club. So you get these amazing combinations of flavors that they have put together 
specifically to go over their wines. And it's a seated it's tasting, very satisfying. which is great. Yeah. So you sit at a They have nice a great table. tasting. They have a great staff. Everyone's very bright. Um, uh, and and uh, it's just it, it's, a, it's a wonderful experience to go taste at the Williamson Tasting Room. Dan Berger. Sure. You're on. Well, I, I just love uh, the tasting rooms that exist primarily for uh, the consumer only, whereas you can't really find these wines anywhere else. And those are the kind of fun experiences that I like to look for because these are people who are really dedicated to the quality. They don't want these wines uh, to be dispersed out there in the wild where there's nobody explaining them. And so here you can go to the tasting room and talk to people who are very knowledgeable, and that gives you an opportunity to really get to to the nitty-gritty about how these wines are made. And that's to me, that's the most fun of it. And I like this wine. I don't know what you Yes, so we've opened so the second wine. <laughs> I opened the second bottle. Uh, we, ha- we have a, a few here. Oh, this, is, God. Um, <clears throat> the, this is the Williamson Wines Ravish uh, Melange. Ravish? And, and, Ravish. Uh, again. Yes. Spell that. R-A-V-I-S-H. Ravish. Um, and like, like Jill Ravish, our former DA. Ravish, Steve. Oh, sorry. Ravish. <laughs> it's Go ahead, Jim. A sidestep. Um, and I, and I, I took this out. This is a, uh, a library wine. I wanted uh, Dan and, and and you gents to taste this. This is 2014, so it has it has some nice. It's 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 it is this 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 would be a wine for from that you can taste at their reserve tasting room, uh, which is on the west side of the plaza. On uh, and um, uh, this is a right uh, bank blend, meaning mostly Merlot. Uh, blended uh, with Cabernet Franc. Uh, Appalachian is Dry Creek Valley. So very suitable. So Merlot-based means that it's going to be softer, lower in tannins, and it, sure, it absolutely is. And it, it Can you imagine? It's already eight years old. It's perfect for drinking now. You don't have to age it any further. If you did age it, it would be get probably get better for a few more mm, years. It's very but pretty. Yeah. Delicious wine. Yeah. That's about as dark a color on a glass of wine I've seen in a while. Really? Yum. Super yummy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just noticed, compared to, to the first wine that we sampled, well, that this well, is a first rich one was Pinot Noir. Yeah. Yeah. So we're now talking about Bordeaux. Uh, and again, this is the focus that Bill and Don are doing, or mo- are um, mostly Bordeaux blends. Right bank and left bank. You can smell the maturity of the wine already. I mean, it's already developed that secondary characteristic and the aroma sort of. A wool uh, kind of characteristics. To yeah, me, you know, and when when you say things, words like wool, wool in wine tasting, it's a, it's a vague approximation. Yeah, and I go, what? Well, you know, Steve, there's a, a language of wine is so mystical. Exactly. I don't want to go there. <laughs> No, and we shouldn't. And I shouldn't even have mentioned it because <laughs> okay. no, nobody I, listening you're cares. You're right. Because Dan, have you ever written wine labels? <laughs> I, I should write a wine. I actually did. I wrote my own wine label for my own wine, but that's another story. I'll do you about. mention uh, wool on that label? No, there's no wool in that okay. wine. It's a white wine. So. Okay. <laughs> it's more, this tastes yeah. of cotton. Yeah, it's cotton. <laughs> <laughs> but you not know, linen. <laughs> okay, we got you. <laughs> Let's talk about pairing this wine. I'm curious what you might pair this with. Well, I wouldn't use. I wouldn't serve it with a very 
heavily charged steak because it doesn't have the tannin structure to go with steak. It, 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 we need beef. Their beef would be good. But to me, this would be great with, say, rare roast beef. That's this exactly what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> Seriously. That's, I could have mimed the words along with you. Okay. So you don't pair this with rare roast beef. Oso Buco. Oso Buco is perfect. Yeah. But not lamb, right? Well, Oso Buco, if it's made with a long, long cooking. So yeah. you reduce it, and then you've got some succulents, mm. and then, then you've got the succulent wine. That would be fine. Don, I'm coming over. <laughs> That code for something we're not aware of? <laughs> Osobuco. Ah, Australian style. <laughs> what would that be? When would that be? No, what would Australian style be with Osobuco? More is better. Bigger is gigantic. You, you start with a, a, a good amount of bacon, and you reduce that before you ever sear the lamb. And then you start to cook it, and you leave the bacon in there, and you let it sit there forever. And you would lay it down, you were saying? I would just cook it for about four hours, <laughs> five hours. With the bacon. Yeah, with the bacon. And the meat in the bacon. Yeah, absolutely. I'm there. Okay. <laughs> You're invited. Thank you. <laughs> we're coming over. That's my kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, Kerry, he's invited himself to wherever you were going for us. after the show, just so you know. Again, it's williamsonwines.com. Uh, check out everything they're doing and the two uh, tasting rooms on Matheson off the square in Healdsburg and uh, Carrie you're doing some great stuff and Williamson Wines you know I, I have have they ever talked about uh, going outside and you know maybe uh, doing some retail well, they do plenty of retail. Whenever you go by the tasting room, <laughs> there are lots. They're doing lots of retail. I think. I think one of the strategies that are being, becoming far more important as the time goes by is direct to consumer sales, because right. it cuts out the uh, arguably the difficulty of dealing with third parties. And uh, this wine is so good, and there is a demand for it. And until the demand slows down. There's no need to go outside into the retail space. I, I understand, understand that. I understand, yeah. Carrie, talk about your original interest in becoming a winemaker. Where'd we skirted the issue yeah. much earlier, but go ahead. And... Yeah, well, <clears throat> our, our sons went to Sonoma Country Day together, so we had a connection there. Um, and this is, you know, going back to... Uh, Mid two thousands, um, yeah. Bill, Bill, and I uh, are are like big guys that love wine and love wi- uh, love life, and we found a partnership uh, that uh, that continues to this day amongst uh, our two families. Uh, so it's really been. You know, a, a wonderful. I mean, when you're a consultant, you have a lot of relationships over the years. Uh, Bill, Don, Daisy, Drew, and uh, the Williamson son Sam. We've been, you know, very close. Not only do I, you know, um, make their wines, where Bill and Bill's Bill and Don are very, very involved. Um, Bill really does all the master blending, and and you know, I I, I work with them. Uh, uh, as as you know, as, as a seasoned winemaker, fine tuning. But really, these are wines that Bill and Don envision for for their brand, and it all it's always been that way. 
Is there a wine that you have not been able to craft that you would like to craft? <laughs> no. You know, well, I make, that almost I, you sounded know, convincing. Yeah, right. No, no. I was going to say, you know, I make wine in India, so uh, the, so that, that's places, a whole yeah. nother that's yeah. a whole nother story. <laughs> yeah, his. I've tasted uh, Kerry's wines out of India, and they are very, very good wines. And Kerry, where do you make those? You go to I mean, India. I I go to India. I, I go to India. No, wow. so India's been a part of my life for the last twenty seven years. So you obviously have a number of different places where you go to make the various different kinds of wines that you make. Indeed. And so you do get to make what you want to make. I've been a very lucky consultant making wine, uh, you know, not of course not just in California and the West Coast. Um, we have our own brand called Palmieri, which is a focus on uh, a, a mountain fruit that uh, my son uh, Drew and I and my wife Daisy make. Um, but as a consulting winemaker, I've made... I uh, make wines in in Israel, um, Central America, and India. All right. This is a very interesting and, if not uh, personality-driven winemaker. And uh, I just love Kerry and his wife. I think this is a a long... Well, look, we've known each other for (laughs) 40-something years. (laughs) Why does he look so much younger than you, Dan? (laughs) I age He knew him since he was two. (laughs) Dan drinks more than I do. (laughs) Good job, man. It's California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn. Dan Berger, of course, and Kerry Damsky, winemaker at Williamson Wines, our guest today. And it's WilliamsonWines.com. You must check them out.